Welcome to the Nightly Rant with your hosts, Mike and Toria. This is the show where we examine society from a sarcastic point of view. If you like insane conversations, this is definitely the show for you. Let's get into today's topic. YPN people, I don't know about you, but I love helping out a friend. That's why I want to shout out my friend Brian Little and his podcast, Your Favorite Blockhead. This is the only show that manages to weave together peanuts and MMA into one heck of an amazing podcast. You can find your favorite blockhead wherever your favorite podcasts reside and at yourfavoriteblockhead.com. Do me a huge favor and listen to Brian's show. You'll be entertained and you'll help out a friend. Now, as I said, let's get into today's topic. Did you hear the Bullwinkle is really sad? Why is Bullwinkle sad? Rocky, the squirrel, apparently he's dead. It's a podcast about a squirrel and a moose. <laughs> exactly. Bullwinkle is extremely sad. Do you want to hear what happened to the squirrel? Yeah, talk to talk to us about the squirrel. Because it's just sad that the squirrel met its demise. So I got, I got, you got to start from the beginning of this story. Go for which it. Which is the cleaning person in Louisville going into a house to find the entire basement filled with backed up sewage. Lovely. <laughs> he said that he wished he could send me the smell so that I would stop laughing at him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty funny so, guy. Right. So we call the plumber. Plumber does his plumbery thing. What pops out? Dead squirrel in the line. Squirrel was in the pipe? In the pipe. A dead squirrel. Wow. And it looked like it had been there for a hot minute. Well, you know what probably happened, right? It crawled in there. It and was died. up inside there. And then someone turned on the water for like a shower or something. And it was stuck in between. And it wasn't smart enough to go up and out. And yeah. it stayed in there and drowned. It, it perished. Yeah. But this this plumber, though, they're the real dumbass of the story. Okay, I want to hear this. So, Why are they the dumbass of the story? So we called them about something else, something wrong with the water heater at the same place, and they didn't show up on Friday when they said they were going to. Well, well hold, hold, hold on a second. What happened to the first situation where they found the dead squirrel? There stopped being a problem when they flushed out the clog, which was a dead squirrel. But, but how did you find out about the dead squirrel? You're, you're leaving a part out. Oh, the plumber left the dead squirrel on the lawn. Yes. And the cleaner sent me a picture of it. <laughs> because I'd Can you imagine? Him. It was disgusting. Can you I told him that imagine? I was sending him a dry cleaning bill because I'd Ralph done myself. Can you imagine? Like that that's just yeah. It was shocking. Nice. That is just shocking. So anyway, the plumber. So that's why Bullwinkle is sad because Rocky is dead, the squirrel, and now you got this crazy plumber on the loose. So let's hear about the crazy plumber. And so they didn't show up on Friday. And so I got kind of sassy with them in a voicemail on Friday. Shocking that you would get sassy, but okay. Well, I leave it to the team to handle these things. But when they're not getting the results they need, the sass monster enters. Ben thinks it's funny. Anyway. So do I. Anyway. Except when it's aimed at me. Right. So she's like, well, you haven't paid our invoice from the last time. <laughs> I love when people talk like that, but okay. And I was like, well, first you off. You deadbeats. First off, how does that have anything to do with this situation? You said you were coming on Friday. If you weren't going to service the unit, you should have told us that on Friday. 
Yeah, because that's what that's, that's kind of the inference is we're going to be excused for not showing up on Friday because you owe us money. Right. By the way, money you don't even know you owe, but you owe us money. Well, considering they're supposed to send the invoices to the owner of the house. Yeah. And now they're expecting me to pay an invoice I've never seen. Anyway, so this invoice. <laughs> it's, 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 it's insanity. And so I was like, well, fine. Just send me the invoice. I gave her the email address. She made me repeat it five times. It's been... And it's not exactly complicated. It's been seven hours, and I do not have the invoice. So whatever. She can take her invoice, and she can stick it up her butt. That's how I feel. Well, but of course. I mean, of course she would. So There's another reason. That's crazy, though. There's another reason, though, that we left out that the saddest moose. Well, no, that's where I was going. You know, you got... got a very sad bullwinkle who is a moose at the beginning of the story because the squirrel died. And then that led us to the crazy plumber who is just crazy. Making me um, sad. And then that made you sad. And then that led us to our moose, Bree, and how she made us sad. Well, she seemed pretty sad too. Well, and, and here's the thing our Bree is definitely what we would say ball obsessed. I mean, like right now, she's super obsessed with this carrot it's like a kong that's shaped like a carrot and it has like green leaves coming out of it and it's orange it's really cute if you have a ball obsessed dog i recommend it it's from bark box yeah it's great it's a tough toy too it lasts um and even if she gets the leaves off which she will Eventually, um yeah. the rest of it lasts like the kong part of it it's like super durable like better than kong yeah but but the point is that she's ball obsessed period like that's the one thing in her life that she will walk on fire for and that's kind of what she did. She will run through all sorts of pain for her circular thing. Yes. She, we took her to a dog park. She ran and she ran and she ran. And honestly, I do kind of keep an eye on like what, when I watch her walk around me, I kind of keep an eye on her paws, like see if there's blood. And I did not see any blood at all. Well, to be fair, there wasn't any. Yeah. Okay. But that's the point. I didn't see any. Right. She just kept going and she kept going and she kept going and she kept going and she kept going. And all, everything seemed okay. And we come home and she lays down and is all sleepy like usual. And then where did we went out somewhere to do something else? Yes. And we came back and you had noticed before we left that her paw was a little, you know, a little cut, you know, right. slightly, but and that's she, typical because she was running on rocks and gravel and whatnot. You we know? came home and she had like a grandma hobble going on. Like she was yes. hobbling around and she was moving real slow. And it, act, it kind of looked like her legs were really weak, which had me all sorts of worried. Yes. But then, so we let it, we let it go. She, maybe she like ran too hard, whatever. And then the next morning she's still a little hobbly, but she looked a little better. You think? For sure. hundred percent. I walk into the bedroom and my white quilt is covered in dog blood. Yeah. She chewed at her pads and basically tore them off her paw. Pretty much. Which so means she- that those cuts hurt. Right. <laughs> She's currently prancing around us as we record the show. The moose be moosing. She's moosing like the biggest moose that ever did. Anyway, so she she ripped her pads off her feet. And I like I don't understand how she could love something like a ball so much that she would run the pads right off her feet. Yeah, and then and then that crazy girl that that crazy girl is like 
oh, well, that's just how it is, you know? Like, she accepts it. That's what she needed to do to get her ball, was keep running like a lunatic, even though it hurt. And she hides the fact that it hurts. So we ended up having to put bandages on all four of her feet with, like, a antiseptic salve that we got. I wish I could remember the name of it, and I'm going to randomly in an episode mention this stuff because this stuff is great i saw it on facebook that one time yeah it is just great and like it heals wounds really quickly and so we put that on like a piece of gauze stuck it to the bottom of her foot and then you know taped it on there and then she'd have to wear the cone when we weren't around when we she was with us she would leave it alone but if you left she'd chew at the at the bandages so we would just put the cone on and we'd go out so the poor thing was in the cone y'all should have seen her though it took a week and it's healed bandages on her foot cone on her head best friend squirrel dead she was just the mopiest beast in the entire universe now she has her carrot and she's having a great time yeah and she's chewing the leaves off off. exactly that's what she does with it it's how she terminates its existence She's a lunatic. She really is a but lunatic. That that dog is like she's super smart, but she's also super emotional. Yeah, she has big feelings. She everything bothers her. And like we've been doing this thing with her where, you know, the dog trainer told us that she's got a lot of energy, which she does. And so that's why we take her to the park and throw the ball for her, you know, things like that. Run her feet off. And we run, and she runs her feet off for us. Um, but he also said that she's so smart that she's going to get bored at home easily. And so he said, you got to put together little puzzles for her. So she has her like carrot thing right now. And that's like the toy that we have out there for her. And we make sure that we kind of limit her for right now to kind of that toy, you know? And right then she brings it to us and we quote, Make it disappear. You know, like I do something where I move my hands around and I'll hide it under a body part. And what's funny is even if she knows where I put it at first, I can still trick her because then I focus on distracting her and moving it to a different spot. Well, and I do this thing where I've discovered that if I recline the couch all the way back that I can drop it. And it makes a sound like it's hitting the floor behind the couch. But when she runs to go behind the couch, I can snatch it and hide it from her. Yeah. And it's, and so it's this game of hide and seek. And it's great because then we've also taught her that the word search means run around and try to find it. And this dog is so smart that she looks at all of the places where we've tricked her. So what happens is you lose there's less and less place to put the damn thing that she doesn't already know about. So, And that's because she's so smart that she checks Every place you've ever put it before. And she's honed her sniffer. Yes. And she's figured out how to smell things out. And she's good. She's easy to fool, but not so easy to keep fooled. That's the part that's interesting about her. Did you hear when I told you what she sniffed out earlier? Yes. She sniffed out a trash bag that had like, I don't know, three servings of spaghetti in it. Full servings. Adult size servings. Yes. Yeah. Two or three full grown humans could have eaten spaghetti. Easily. And she ate all of it. Yeah. It was it was from Saturday night, and on Sunday night, I put it in the bag out of the big cast iron because I thought, hey, this stuff's no good anymore. So I threw it away. So that meant that, that I, by Monday, it was already Saturday to Sunday, Sunday to Monday, two full days sitting out without anyone cooking it, heating it up, cooling it down, nothing. Just sitting there going rotten. And Garbage it, dump over here ate it. Dong ate it. All of it. 
and then like decimated the trash all over the kitchen. Well, she had to get all the spaghetti. I cannot believe she ate that much spaghetti. It's just wow. <laughs> that is a wow. I take Seriously. it back. I can believe she ate that much spaghetti, but I can't believe she ate that much spaghetti and then didn't squirt all over the floor. Yeah. Dog is just I don't know. She's a beast. And it, and it's and it's interesting how she she's still not the alpha dog in this house. No. Yogi's the alpha dog. And that's because Yogi is afraid of nothing and no one. He's a mean little he, jerk. He just gets super mean when he needs to. And and that's the part that counts when he needs to. He doesn't just get mean because. He gets mean strategically. I love it. That dog is, he's amazing. They're both amazing. About five minutes ago, she came running down here with the stuffed skunk. Yes. And she hid it over there on the other couch amongst yes. the blankets and then went back to her carrot. It's gone. And I just realized that she stole the stuffed skunk from Yogi and hid it from him. Yes, and now he stole it back. But she did to him great. what we do to her. Yeah, well, we've taught her this. That's pretty amazing. Well, and that, it is kind of amazing because it goes back to what we're talking about, about giving her puzzles. We give her these puzzles to solve. And sometimes we make it really difficult. Like, we'll gang up on her. Come on, two humans against a dog? The dog has no chance. Like... That dog has no chance. Unless we allow the dog to have a chance, it has no chance. She usually gives up when we gang up on her. Yes. But that's what I'm getting at is she gets angry because you took her toy. She gets well, so mad. It tires her out so much that she's like running around the house panting. Yes. Because she's going crazy looking for it. And she'll go behind the couch to the side of the couch, under the table, over here, over there. She insists it's under my pants. Oh, no, it's not there. Oh, maybe it's over here. She checks everywhere, and she's so patient about it. The spot I've discovered hides it best is behind my neck, between my hair and my and a pillow yeah. that I'm laying on. Yeah. She can't find it. I don't know if there's like... It covers the scent. My hair like must cover the scent. Yeah. The, whatever you use in your hair covers the scent. Has, Hilarious. They were saying that that one use for it's kind of interesting. You're talking about scents. I saw use for like um, Vicks Vapor Rub. Yeah, is if you have like a cat that likes to scratch. You don't put plastic on there. You just get some vapor rub, rub it onto a sponge so it's kind of absorbed in, and then just pat furniture with it. Then your house smells and like vapor rub. No, it doesn't. Just patting a little bit on there. But the animal gets up close to it. And it's like, whoa, it doesn't want to scratch. And they say they use it for dogs for the same kind of thing. It's, it's I don't know. Anyway, my point is they have an approach for how to get an animal to like stay away, and they use a scent. And... I think a big part of the reason why VapoRub would work is because it covers up a lot of other scents. Like they were saying, like if you have a problem where an animal peed in a spot and you can't get to it to clean it yet because you've got to go and rent the machine or have the guy come out and do it, right? Right. You put some VapoRub over there, open, just put a bottle of it open next to the pee spot. Dog won't go back there and pee again. I think that's interesting. I wonder if you bought like menthol essential oil and like mixed a little in with the carpet cleaner juice yeah if it would help like with that kind of stuff like in our old apartment where yogi had decided that the carpet was his potty yeah exactly interesting i I don't know i I don't know but i think i think the part that's interesting is that it affects cats and dogs must be a smell that they hate it's one of the few things as you hear about that you can use that's safe to use that affects cats and dogs to be fair most humans hate that smell too you know what though made me think of something like they say if you put it like on a headache spot it will take away your headache that it causes some something to happen in the blood vessels in your head whatever that would do i guess it would be to 
relax, right? And then it makes the headache go away. Well, well, they also say that if you rub it on the bottoms of your feet, you'll get rid of congestion. Yes. Well, so ask Mitchell. It's weird. Ask Mitchell sometime what his mom has taught him about this stuff called Tiger Bomb, which is also a menthol rub. Tiger Bomb. Yeah, I know. You put that on your temples, and when you have a headache, and the headache goes away. You can, you know, you're a little people. bit congested. You can put it under your nose. Congestion goes away. Tiger bomb doesn't work as well. for It's some crazy, people. but it's crazy that, you know, it's the same concept. And, yeah. you know, she was taught that from Singapore, you know, it's like, that's where she brought that from. So it's a completely different country, you know, and their culture is different. And they, she brought that with her, but it's you an hear Eastern it a lot. European thing too. Yeah. You hear it a lot. Like it's a, it's a thing. And I, I don't know. I really, I am really intrigued by things that cross over cultures like that. You know? Yeah. Like how did people in an Asian country end up with the same substance as people in an Eastern European country? Yeah. And you, and not only that think to use it for the very same things. Right. And it would make sense if, like, Europe itself were to have had that as a thing, because, you know, colonial people. Yes, huge landmass, colonial people go to other places, bring it with them. But it isn't. It isn't a thing in Europe. It's a thing in Eastern Europe, Russia, and, like, some... Well, maybe that's the answer, is that, you know, Russia is somewhat of an Asian country itself. Well, because it makes most of Asia. So, yeah. So, they probably, you know, passed it down to, like, the Chinese from... Or the, the Russians, or the other way, exactly. But the connection there is obvious. Yeah, it's it's just I don't know. It's intriguing to me that we can realize that we can learn from observing, like a dog or a cat or a rabbit or whatever. You can learn things about those creatures by watching them, you know. But yet we don't do that with like historical things um i mean like you know talking about your crazy squirrel thing it's like who who thinks they're going to take a squirrel and dump it on the on the grass and that's going to be okay with this like the people in the city why did they throw it away (laughs) yeah like who thinks that's okay like that's just that's bizarre thinking i'm sorry that's where we've gone if they there's no critical thinking man if they flushed your sewage pipe and like there was some big old turds just hanging out they would dispose of the turds. Yeah. Why didn't they dispose of the squirrel turds? 100%. Well, that that's the part. That's what I'm saying. It's like there's there's a lack of critical thinking in society in general. And that's kind of exemplary of that situation. It's exemplary of that problem. Because you got these weirdos. Um, <laughs> you got these weirdos like creating a problem that doesn't need to exist. You that's know, all. I have one last note. And then we can go to And sleep. then we can put the carrot to bed. Have you ever watched Brie while she's asking you to throw the toy for her? Um, what her derpy little eyebrows do? Um, she blinks a lot. Watch her eyebrows as she tries to process the fact that I'm not actually oh, talking they go to her. Uh-huh. Up and down. Uh-huh. Weird. <laughs> it's it's hilarious. That's, that's really weird. I'm after trying to get video of that. That's that's really weird. Yeah, she's I've adorable. never actually noticed that, but she does. She's very expressive and she sits here and she begs with her eyes, you know, and she kind of looks at you like Honestly, I get the feeling when she's looking at me that her voice is in her head is saying, well, come on, you moron. I'm sitting right here with the carrot. You know what I want you to do. Why aren't you doing it, you idiot? I don't think she's that rude. I feel like she's kind of sarcastic. I think she's like, please throw my ball. I don't think she's that nice. Please throw. You're making it sound like she talks like a little baby. I don't think so. Well, she is a little baby. She's a trucker. 
No, she's not. Brie is a trucker. No. Actually, you know, that's what's funny. Ash and I used to, to laugh about this, but when you really think about it, we were being kind of stupid. You know, we were saying, oh, she comes from Tijuana from the streets, right? You know, she's a, she's a, um, she's a street dog, street doggy, you know? And, um, they always say that the Tijuana street dogs are tough because, you know, there's so many of them. Well, she's a sissy. They have to fight. Well, anyway, we would, she would joke with me about how, you know, oh, Bree's a Tijuana street dog, you know, she's tough. And I'd laugh and I'd say, don't f- remember, we had her since she was eight weeks old. Like, she wasn't exactly at a point where she knew what being a street dog meant. This dog only knows living in the cushy life. And she really does live a cushy life. <laughs> and she does live a cushy life. What does she do most days? She either sleeps on the bed or sleeps on the couch or switches between the two. She gets a brand new toy, like monthly. Well, that's because we spoil her because we're morons. But She's so spoiled. But we love her. She's so spoiled. We love our babies in the zoo. And the zoo is thriving at the moment. Yep. They're thriving. And that is all I have to say. I love these guys. Well, all right then. On that note, good night, everyone. As to the bye-bye, Bree. Thank you for listening to The Nightly Rant. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. If you didn't enjoy the show, please just ignore that previous request for a rating. This has been a Yogi's Podcast Network production.